The word I have in my heart, as the Lord put it there, we can run to Second Peter, the last chapter, the last verse. Second Peter, the last chapter, the last verse. The Bible says, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus uh, and Savior Jesus Christ, to him be glory both now and forevermore. Amen. I repeat, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Run with me again to Acts chapter Acts chapter uh, just a minute chapter 11 verse 23 Acts chapter 11 verse 23 Who when he came and had seen the grace of God was glad and exhorted them all that with the purpose of heart they will cleave unto the Lord. The title of the word is The Standard of Grace. The Standard of Grace. Many relationships as we speak are in trouble. Many lives as we speak right now are in trouble. There are even entire congregations that as we speak are in trouble. There are even families that are in trouble. There are even souls that are in trouble. And the trouble is that the expectations that were there, the demand that was there, the reality that was there is no longer there. You meet a man who has met a friend or who has met a certain kind of uh, group and he walks in expecting this, he walks in wanting this and suddenly is disappointed and he wonders, Lord, what is this that happened? We have read two scriptures that are very key. The first one says, grow in the grace of our Lord Jesus. Meaning, the standard of maturity is not in age, it is in grace. A man is as mature as the level of grace upon his life. A woman is as mature as the level of grace upon his life. A man may come with gray beard and a shaking limb and say, I am old, I have seen life. But according to this Bible, if that man does not know grace, if that man is not heavy on grace, that man is but a child. You are as safe across any relationship as the level of grace dominating in that relationship. You are as safe in your leadership as the level of grace in that leadership. No grace, no life, according to the Bible. And people walk in and maybe it is a girl meeting a boy or a boy meeting a girl. And people have this expectation that because he knows how to dress or she knows how to do makeup, now he or she is a good person. According to the Bible, what matters is this. Is there grace or is there no grace? When Christianity started for some of you, all that mattered was the grace of God. But after a while, you began to look for other things apart from the grace. And in the process, you got 
injured. You got offended. You got discouraged. The Bible talks about how a man walks into a church and he sees the grace of God upon the people and after that he got encouraged and he told them, continue in this same grace because what keeps a church, what keeps a group, what keeps a family is not rules and regulation. It is the presence of grace. When there is grace, it doesn't matter whether the people are illiterate or not. When there is grace, it doesn't matter whether the people have a leader or no leader. When there is grace, there is a future. The opposite between the Pharisees and Jesus was grace. The Bible says in, uh, in John chapter 1, even if, if you begin from 14 to 16, that the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus. The difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament is our appreciation of grace. Actually, our main difference between Muslims and Christians, the people who believe in Jesus and those who don't, don't believe in Jesus, is the place we put grace. Some of you are trying to be sweet. Some of you are trying to be nice. Some of you are trying to be better wives or better husbands. Some of you are trying to be better Christians. Well, all you need is to learn how to grow in grace. Because growth and grace are directly dependent. The more you know grace, the more you grow. The less you know grace, the less you grow. The more you know grace, the greater you become efficient. The less you know grace, the less you become efficient. We are in a New Testament where we are told it is no longer about he who does it, but he who enables. We are in the New Testament where the race is no longer to those who have ability, but those who have bowed to the source of all abilities. And as we prepare to minister to you this evening, if in your heart you have no place for the grace of God, the anointing and the power of God may not really work for you. A man begins to look for wealth. A man begins to look for greatness. A man begins to look for prominence in the future. And he goes, number one, corrupting his brother, stealing his blessings, Number two, he goes cheating his father, stealing the blessings from him. Number three, he goes running to a foreign country, even there trying to outsmart his father-in-law. When he grows old, he mentions these words, that these are the children God, not my skill, God, not my strategy, God, not even my prayers, God. These are the children after all the years of me swindling and cheating, I have come to realize these children are here because of God. And then he points to his, his, his flock and his herd, his sheep and his cows, and he says, look at this sheep, look at these cows. These ones God has given. Not even your brother, your servant. Jacob the man had now learned grace. No wonder he could now prepare to meet the angel. To be, pro, to be moved from being Jacob to being Israel. Some of you, yes, we may prophesy, we may lay hands, even legs, whatever we need to do. We may even smear oil all over you. But if you have not learned grace, if you have not come to that point of these children is God, this wealth is God, this wealth and this job and this marriage is God, when you have not come to that place of grace, I tell you the truth, 
you may get all the wealth and still have so many bitter tears. Because Jacob was a man of tears. He could not sleep well at night. The Bible says, during the night I stayed awake. He thought he was giving a big CV. <laughs> during the night I stayed awake. During the day I was smitten by the sun. Oh, look, I sweated and bled to get this wealth. That was his story before he knew grace. Our issue is not that we are not working hard. We Africans, we know how to work hard. We Africans, we are good people. We know how to smile. We are the most warm people in the entire planet. Ask the Wazungus, they'll tell you that. We Africans, we are good. We are faithful to our spouses in the highest index in the whole all, all, all planet. But the problem with we Africans, we are too legalistic. Our customs and our heritage means everything to us. And wherever you see customs, wherever you see heritage, wherever you see laws and regulations, look for grace, you will rarely find grace. Closing my Bible, I want to ask you a question. When we shake your hand, are we shaking education or are we shaking grace? When we annoy you and push you to the wall, are we touching Akikuyu or Luo or are we touching grace? When we give you the microphone now like I've been given the microphone and we tell you, boss, manifest. Are we going to touch grace or are we going to touch rules and regulations? Because rules and regulations came by Moses. What is grace? Grace is Jesus. What is grace? Grace is the Lord's sweetness and goodness unmerited. What is grace? Grace is a virtue you cannot touch, yet you want to just love on it. Grace is favor. Grace is beauty. Grace is the essence that hands cannot touch. So, these people listen to Jesus talking like we quoted last week, Matthew, Luke 4.22. And when the man is talking, they, could be, they were mesmerized by the words that came out of his mouth. But these words were not eloquent. These words were gracious. They were drawn to him and they had him with gladness. Why? There was a sweetness in his speech. So my sister, my brother, my father, my mother, when they hear you speaking, whether you are hungry or you are happy, is it grace they are listening to or they are listening to good opinions and good articulation and good English? What are they hearing? When it is your time now to be the Mgeni Mweshimiwa or to be the convict in court or to be anything that you need to be at that time, what are they hearing? And I repeat, with the pastor's permission, there is no other standard in the New Testament other than grace. The standard is no longer about whether Paul is learned and Peter is not learned. The standard is no longer whether Timothy is young and Paul is old. The standard is this. When we are interacting with these vessels, we want grace. We don't want their age. We don't want their gender. Paul now says it is even no longer about whether a man is a man or a woman is a woman, whether somebody was born a slave, whether somebody was born a noble man. What matters, dear noble man? What matters, dear Mr. Slave? When we touch you, we want to touch grace. We want to smell grace. We want to feel grace. 
We want to experience grace. When we shake your hand, we don't want to shake a hand of a man who has gone to London and back. We don't want to shake a man, the hand of a man who was born in the village. We just are looking for one thing. We need grace. Why do we need grace? Because grace is the best way we can express Jesus. Some people are putting pictures on their chest and crosses on their shoulders and saying how much they believe in Jesus. That is religiosity. That is foolishness. What really expresses Jesus is your level of grace. I have a friend who can quote the scriptures like a tape machine. And he knows the Bible. He knows all the prophets in West Africa and in South Africa and in North America. This man is a walking encyclopedia of Christianity. But you touch his temper. My God, you'll run for your life. The wife wrote me the other day. He told me, man of God, I want to divorce this man. I cannot put up in this marriage. Why? The scriptures are there. Okay? The Bible history is there. Everything Christianese is there, but what is lacking is the grace of God. Stop condemning yourself for lack of business strategy. Stop condemning yourself for lack of, you know, uh, uh, professional concept. Stop condemning yourself for lack of better makeup. What we are looking for is grace. If we see it, we will be satisfied. If we see it, we will be attracted. If we see it, we will be drawn. So this evening, our ministry is to ask Jesus, Lord, wherever these people are dry, they have tried English, they have tried therapy, they have tried counseling, they have tried strategy, they have tried wherever area they have tried, and things are not producing. Father, release your grace upon them. Nothing brings favor like grace. For those of you looking for wealth, it's not bad. But nothing brings wealth than grace. For those of you looking to be effective, whether in your marriage or in your career, nothing brings effectiveness like grace. And today, if any of you is going to commit, do not grow in anything else, but to grow in grace, I can guarantee you, that which is seemingly frustrating you will frustrate you no more. My 15 minutes are over. And here we are. We are asking Jesus, Lord, we need your grace. The Lord is showing me a few women right now. You are battling to be a better person. I see two groups. I see those of you who already have children and those of you yet do not have children. But you struggle to find acceptability. You struggle to find that place of satisfaction. The Lord is showing me those with children. You struggle to be this better parent. The Lord is saying His grace is what you need. His grace. Then I'm seeing several men. You think the day you will just get to this level, the day you will get to this kind of entitlement. The day you just stop losing it in this area, you will now be good. Goodness does not depend in what you do. Goodness depends on the grace you have allowed to experience in your life. And I see men, some of you, if we are to take you to a court of law, you will be condemned because of the mistakes you've done. 
If you have to look at how you keep time, look at how you address people, much of it is broken, much of it is not right. And the Lord is telling you, all you need this evening is my grace. If there was a pastor who could pray for me this night for grace, I will give him this microphone. Maybe he's looking at me. But all of us in a way, there is that place we need the grace of God. All of us in that place, there is that place in our lives we need the grace of God. And I see a word in front of me written rebuke. The Lord is saying, my son, do not withhold from rebuking them. The Lord is saying to all of you, stop projecting anything other than the grace of God. People don't need your opinion. They don't need your experience. They need the grace of God. That is what will even lead them to heaven. And you know what, Pastor Kimani? When you focus on giving people anything apart from grace, you get drained. And you begin to walk on eggshells. And you begin to fear. And you begin to feel anxious because you are either late or too early. Touch your heart and say, Lord, let me express your grace. Enough of anything else. Let me express your grace. Let's be on our feet.